Trivia Podcast Edition. This is episode 102. And with me this week, we have someone uh, new to this podcast, JP. Hey. Hey, um, surprised you haven't been on yet, but I, I don't know. We crossed paths on the live show, I suppose. Yeah, I've been on, I've done the newscast slash connectivity a bunch of times, but I uh, haven't done this yet. So when you said you needed someone, I jumped at it. So happy to be on board. Yeah, thanks for coming on. It's good to have good new people. All right, well, uh, we have kind of, um, I don't know. <laughs> JP and I were talking about the lineup here and making some changes, so we, hopefully it'll turn out well. <laughs> it's my fault if it doesn't, though. <laughs> That's always a good start to the show. But uh, seriously, we, we got we got uh, five games. It's the usual drill. Five games, three songs. you got to figure it out. So um, let's just get started. was sufficiently creepy i wonder what game this could possibly be oh i yeah i wonder too that song were longer but i love it anyway i didn't know that's that's one of my favorites really it's it's repetitive but it's so good (laughs) it's only like four measures longer really it's yeah it's just so repetitive but it never gets old for me i you know yeah well uh here's a question for those of you who have not figured this out yet uh which power-up causes the rescued king to express concern for the hero
probably still my favorite credits music ever. It is quite good. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell the folks what game this is? Not that they already don't know. This is, of course, Super Mario Brothers 3 for the NES. Right. Uh, we've used, uh, I believe, Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Brothers 3, but we have not used this game yet. That explains it because I was shocked to see that you managed to go 101 episodes without using this game. Well, just so obvious. It's one of those ones like, yeah, yeah. we can't really use it. Really? Uh... Oh, I guess it's true. I remember it was only recently that you played uh, Link to the Past. It's one of those, right. Like, it's just so obvious that the people who play it for trivia wouldn't yeah. appreciate it. Well, you know, sometimes you just gotta play good music. Yeah, and it's really, it, it really is. I mean, I, I, they tried to make it a little tricky. I mean, the first song is not the most memorable. The mini boss, a uh, mini fortress theme, sounds like something out of Marble Madness, actually, now that I listen to it away from the, from the game. But, um, yeah, the second and third ones are burned into my memory brain. The second one will be stuck in my head for a while now, so... I, I, like I said, I love that. It's like, I'm so glad that they brought that back for some of the more recent games. I mean, that's... Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I didn't really like that song that much when the original Mario 3 came out, but when All-Stars came out and they had the, the battle mode yeah. that they added on... Oh, well, that's I right, it's that in that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I love that. That little battle mode, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, the, the Game Boy Advance game had a, you know, a battle mode for all the Mario Advance games. It just wasn't the same. It wasn't as good. There, there's just something about that Mario All-Stars battle mode that's that's totally awesome. Yeah. Well, like I think I've, I've said it before, but really, Super Mario Bros. 3 is, is still my favorite game of all time. And so it's like... Oh, yeah. I mean, that's it's it's a big part of my childhood. And the, the music, the reason I picked it is because the music is really important to me. It's like I remember when I was kid, when I was a kid playing in my friend's basement, we were sitting there and we'd make up words to the songs. I mean, we would we get really into it, and it was just, you know, that, that, it's my, still my favorite game, and it's just still some of my favorite game music. I think I mentioned this once before on, on the podcast, but uh, the, ol- the only words I've made to a Mario song are, what did I do with my shoe? It's a split that I do with my shoe. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Well, it's, but, it makes yeah. probably more sense than the words we did. I don't remember any <laughs> off the top of my head, but... Uh, yeah, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't really applicable to the game. We just kind of made them up. Well, Mario Three itself is a really awesome game. I mean, it, it's the levels are really short, and like you know, when you, whenever I revisit, I'm always surprised at how short the levels are. But they're so tightly designed. See, I, I like that. I like that about them. You know, it's like I think some of the other games in the series, the levels can go on for too long. I'm famous on the site and everywhere for not really liking Super Mario World. I think that's one of my issues with the game is that sometimes the levels seem to drag on a bit longer than I want them to. You know, I've I've always enjoyed both, and I've never really. When I grew up, I wasn't like, well, I like Mario three more than Mario World. No, I love Mario World, but uh, I think I like Mario three more just because I, I thought it was more imaginative. Um, I mean, each level pretty much has its own unique identity and it's something that they really brought back for Mario Galaxy and uh, and uh, 3D Land. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, they've really gotten closer to that recently. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, 3D Land is fantastic and it really does incorporate a lot of the Mario 3 stuff in there. I mean, it really, you know. Yeah, yeah not superficially. I think, uh, I mean, yeah, the toad houses are whatever, but I mean, just sort of the level design. It's like we talked about. It's, it's shorter levels. A lot, yeah. Most of the levels in that game are really short. It's kind of uh, the Mario Three philosophy of, of level design. Yeah, and like it, that, that must be why I'm such a huge fan of both those games. I mean, I, I like the shorter levels. I think more levels, the better. Shorter is uh, yeah. is is the way I'd like to see it go. Yeah, I, I think I like some longer levels too. But Mario Three is my favorite game of all time, pretty much. You know, I mean, I'm in the same boat as UJP. And uh, I wish I was something more excited about it, because it's an awesome game. But uh, I've talked about it so much over the years that um, I, I guess I can't get as excited about it anymore. But uh, if for some god-awful reason you've never played Mario 3 before, uh, go play it. It's really the, the best five bucks you can spend on the virtual console. Yeah. And the, and the Mario All-Stars version is really good, too. Right, yes. So, I'm, I mean, it's very faithful. I'm really, I am hoping that you know, I, I was hoping it would be one of the ambassador games, but now once they finally get around to releasing Game Boy Advance games on the eShop, as I assume they will, 
I am looking forward to Super Mario Advance 4. I hope they do that, because that, that was, to me, the best version of the game. And it's the one I've put the most time into, so I, I would love to see that. So, so why do you think it's the best version of the game? Because, I, I mean, I certainly think that they did a better job with Mario 3 than they did for, say, Mario World. That was a terrible port. But um, why do you think Advance is a better game? Um, well, I mean, it's, it's, it takes basically, it is basically the All-Stars version of the game. Right. And I mean, it's like, I, I, I like the portability. I like having the, the portability. And also, the I didn't get too, too much chance to play around with it, but they, they did some really cool stuff with the uh, the e-reader levels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got that. I... Which, I mean, I, w- I would hope that they would find some way to implement those if they released it on the eShop, I guess. You, you can hope, but if they can't do the memory cards... Um... Well, I mean, it's like, I'm gonna... sure they could if they wanted to. The question is, will they? Yeah, you, you think that would be like ripe for DLC, but uh... yeah, I mean, they're they're implementing it. It's possible on the 3DS now, so I guess I can hold out hope there. Yeah, my big beef against the Mario Advance games is is the voices really get grating because the game was not designed with the voice cues in mind, and so they play way too often. It's like just what I needed, just what I needed, yeah, just what I needed. Back in your life. Yeah. So, I, I said before we started recording on handhelds, I don't generally play with sound, so that never really bothered me. Well, I do because I like the music. Uh-huh. But they, I don't need to hear. That's what I needed. Yeah. You know, like no, actually, I wanted to keep my leaf. I didn't want fire. Thanks. <laughs> Not what I needed. <laughs> anyway, uh, do you know the answer to the question as to w- which uh, power up causes the king to express concern? It was. Um, it was the frog suit, wasn't it? Yeah, the frog suit. I think I have a quote here. Oh me, oh my, you've been transformed. Shall I change you back with this wand? Uh, for, for those who don't recall, um, if you are skilled enough to beat a, uh, a air fortress uh, boss um, without getting hurt, you keep your like Tanuki suit or frog suit or Hammer Brothers suit, the king says something different. Beating an airship and the boss with the frog suit is damn depressing. It is, yeah. That was one of those. I think I was able to do it for the other two, but I don't know if I was ever able to do it with the frog suit. That's really hard. Because, like, the Tanuki or I mean, especially the hammer suit can really help you with some of those things, but the frog suit is most of the time going to make it harder to beat the levels. Right. You're, you can't really run. <laughs> yeah. So. But that, that was always a fun challenge, and it's something that I really had trouble doing, so. It was, you know, for a game that I was super familiar with, it was that one thing that I could do to really make it difficult for myself. But uh, I'm, I'm sure I'd die going back and playing it now, because it's been a while. All right, well, uh, we'll go on to the next game here. Thank you for that uh, belated request of Mario 3, which, uh, yeah, no one no one had even requested it. Everyone just assumed, I guess, that it must have been used already. You pay attention to the list, people. Yeah. Creepy there a little bit. I, I think creepiness might. Well, I don't know if there's a theme, but cer- certainly we were having creepy music. I don't know about a theme, but it's def- it's definitely there in that yeah. one. 
That's like a Game Gear game or like souped up. It definitely could have a different vibe than the first one. Yeah. Well, uh, here's the question here. What popular franchise did this game's sequel make use of? JP, this was this was kind of your request. So, uh, what game is this? this would be uh, Meteos for the DS. Yeah, I remember when this game was real big. Everyone seemed to have it except me. It, it was one of the. And it, it was a, it was a legitimately really good game, and it was also one of the few that were available at the time early in the yeah. DS's lifespan. So it got a lot of press. I, I, really, I think it's one of the best original puzzle games in recent memory. You know, so really, that's. Well, you don't see that many new ones. I mean, you, you see a lot of rehashes of older kind of things, but this was this did something new that you didn't really see. I guess it's not that recent anymore. It was 2005, but... Yeah. Well, I, I can never get into this because uh, I'm red-green colorblind, which always puts oh, me at a disadvantage yeah, at, uh, in these sorts of games, and uh, certainly in a competitive environment, which is where I tried it out, uh, being, you know, download play. Uh didn't work out so well. I mean, yeah, you you can always use the shapes for guidance for me, but yeah. I mean, I mean, they, just they're, they're, the blocks are, if I remember correctly, different in ways other than color. But it's color, certainly the most obvious one, and it's going to hurt you if you can't exactly. Do it. So I, you know, I just never played any of these kinds of puzzle games. I just don't do it. Yes. Not my wheelhouse. But uh, what makes Meteos uh, interesting? Are you making vertical? Yeah, it's chains like in, in, this in, in Meteos. In in the first game, it's it's your you, you, well you could make vertical and horizontal matches. You can only move pieces up and down in the first game. In the sequel, you can move them horizontally as well. But in the first game, you can move them up and down. And and the, the way it works is you make a match, and then the, the the match that you created will rocket up into the air. And your your goal is to launch the pieces off the screen. And you you know if you make multiple matches, you can drive a big chunk of blocks up at one time and sometimes you have to make matches in midair to keep it going and it, it really is an interesting new mechanic that you hadn't really seen before and I, I was a big fan hmm. well the sequel uh, used Disney characters yes that would be the answer to the question yes Disney, the, the sequel they made used Disney characters uh, and like I said they they switched it so you would hold the screen uh, book style, like you did with Brain Age, because the first mm -hmm. game you held it normally for DS, yeah. but the second one did book style, and uh, and like I said, you could move it horizontally. Because one of the things that happened with the first Meteos is people figured out that if you just quickly move the stylus up and down across the touchscreen <laughs> and back and forth across the screen, you would have a lot of success. And so, <laughs> yeah, and, and a lot of people ruin their touchscreens that way, but it, it all, so that, that was part of the reason they switched it in the sequel, so that they, they switched it, so in addition to being able to move horizontally, it, it made it harder to do that, so mm. that, that was kind of a way to balance that out of the game. I see. Well, is, is the sequel better than the first game, in your opinion? I mean... I think it's 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 got some improvements certainly. I mean the the horizontal matches 
that that might change you. I mean, it's a different kind of game. Uh, you know, a lot of people criticize the sequel for not adding enough. Like, it didn't add, you know, online multiplayer to the game, and I think if it had, it would clearly be remembered as the better game. But, uh, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's definitely, I think, I don't think it's worse. I mean, I think it's just kind of a different take on the same thing. Hmm. Disney take Right. I mean, that's just so weird. The Disney thing isn't even a huge part of the game, if I remember, because I, I own both versions, actually. I bought the Disney version more recently when I found out my old copy, my old regular Medios copy, wasn't working anymore, so I bought a mm. cheap used copy of the Disney one. And the, the Disney, the, I mean, it's like a theme, but it's not It's it's not a huge part of it. It's just know? sort of plastered on, kind yeah. of like Yoshi was plastered on to... Uh, uh, panel de Pond. Yeah, that's a good example. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not even like, you know, going back to like, you know, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, it's not as prominent as like the Sonic theme was in that Puyo Puyo game. I mean, it's it's it's, it's not that big, big a part of it. Yeah, I guess it's really easy to do that for, for a puzzle game. Yeah, you do see it a lot. Yeah. Alright, well, we'll go on to the next game here. Was a request by uh, Jovial Jeffer, by the way. So uh, thank you for the request, Jovial Jeffer. But, uh, and the next one is a request by, uh, uh, pardon me if I get your name wrong, but uh, Havard Istal, which, uh, who's also known as Chirami in the forums. It's a nice song. Yeah, very peaceful kind of thing. I like it. 
Yeah, I remember uh, that song really well. It really impressed me when I heard it the first time. JP, here's your question. Okay. This game's hub is actually uh, what kind of building, or takes place in what kind of building? Yeah, there's some good music in this game. Um, It's one of the highlights of the game, actually. Well, this is Wario Land 4. Wario Land 4. And uh, it's an early-ish Game Boy Advance game. And uh, it struck me mostly for its uh, music, especially uh, like that first song. It really impressed me uh, because it... I don't know. It was sort of the first time I'd heard music that sounded like that on a handheld system. Yeah. And uh, unlike you, I do play with the music. I mean, I do. Time. I do at times. You know, I start just usually I don't. But I, I do certain things. I'm like, yeah. I mean, if I you had the game this good now, now because it's available in the game on uh, the 3DS from the Advancer program, and I now that I know that the music's this good, I'll probably give it a shot with the music on when I play it. 
through yeah, that. Yeah, I. It is not a coincidence. I I picked this game now. Um, yes, the Ambassador Program. Uh, you can get this for free if you own a 3DS early and you're you know you're Ambassador. Check it out. Um, at the time I reviewed this, I gave it a nine, and I I wouldn't say it's held up as well as as uh, some of the other Wireland games, but it, it's still a really good game. It has a lot of personality. It, it's it pushed Wario in a more demented uh, direction than than he was previously. I mean, he he had always been a little kind of quirky, you know, he had his big grin and quirky power-ups. But this game kind of, I don't know, more disgusting Japanese humor, kind of, I, I don't know, like boogers are really funny type humor. Kind of, this is the game that sort of introduced that. I, I think there was a different development team on this game than, than uh, Wario Land 2 or 3. And so uh, it kind of went in a different direction, and I'm not sure I like everywhere it's one, the Wario Land, uh, I mean, the WarioWare series and everything. I, I'm not sure I'm happy with where Wario went, but uh, this game is still really good. I mean, it has it has some very interesting levels. I think in this game they, they tried to make every level kind of its own unique world and very different art style for most of the levels. And, um, and I think that, that worked out really well. Um, the level design's not as tight, I'd say, as if you played Wario Land 2 or 3. I, I think those games are are uh, more tightly designed. They're kind of more compact worlds or levels, and there's a lot more, you know, hidden stuff to find. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to this because I never, I, I was my the first Wario Land game that I played was the, the Wii one, Wario Land Shake It in North America. Uh, uh, and I, I really enjoyed that. I, I thought it was, you know, really. I, I actually recommended it to someone the other day as one of the more underrated games on the platform. But well, I think I think it's a better Wireland Shake. It's a better game than Wireland Four. I, I remember reading a review somewhere where they hated Wireland Shake because it, it wasn't as much like Wireland Four or something. But I, I think Wireland Shake it takes a few ideas from Wireland Four, but. Um, the, generally, the the level design is a lot better in, in Wireland Shake It. I think this, the whole escape sequence is done a lot better in, in uh, Shake It than Wireland Four. Yeah. But uh, Wireland Four has some good escape sequences. Yeah, um, I'm excited to go back and play. Well, not just Wireland Four. I mean, all of them. I mean, because the the original Wireland came out on the Virtual Console in Japan recently for 3DS. Yeah. So, and I'm hoping to see all three of those ones and now four. So, I'm looking forward to playing all of them. Yeah, and, and one, Wireland 1 is very different from 2 and 3, and those two are very different, of course, from Wireland 4, which was, uh, in some ways, a more traditional platformer, not not as heavily based on uh, deformation and, and kind of puzzle platforming. I mean, Wireland 4 is a very much straightforward platformer with, uh, with you know, hidden areas to explore, as was Shaken. That sounds, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. It's still worth checking out, especially for free. Uh, yeah. I mean, check it out. I mean, seriously. I mean, there's a bunch of good games on the Master program. So. Uh, oh yeah, they, 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 the list of Game Boy Advance games is very, very impressive. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'd recommend this one first in that list if you haven't played any of those games. But no, no if you haven't played any of them, then well, if you haven't played any of them, I would say Yoshi's Island is the one to go with because that's really one of my favorite games ever. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, it's, it's not the first one, but it's definitely worth playing. Uh, most of them are worth playing, really. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you want to go back to F-Zero. Yeah, I did that. I'm, yeah, yeah. Mario Kart, Mar- Mario Kart hasn't really aged that well, especially, you know, with, with Mario Kart 7 just coming out. I mean, if you, if you have that... You know, Super Circuit has some nice things, but it's it, it it doesn't compare well to some of the other games that have come out since then. Yeah, well, I mean, even like I'd say the Super Mario Kart's overall, I think, better than uh, Super Circuit. And some people would disagree because Super Circuit has all the tracks in theory. Yeah, it's like Super Circuit has more content. Yeah, but it's not a better game. Uh, it, Su- Super Circuit, I thought the con- I felt the controls were kind of sloppy. And the ports of the uh, Super Nintendo tracks were not done very well. So, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't I haven't played that one in a long time. You know, I I I, I did own it back on the Game Boy Advance, but it's been a while since I played it. So. It, it was good for its time, but it, it's not a game to go back to it's really. Like, I mean, Mario, the thing is, like the, the Mario Karts on the handhelds have been go- so good since then because like Mario Kart DS was my favorite Mario Kart, and I think Mario Kart Seven maybe even better than that. 
but you know, it's, it's, it's like it's, it's, you get a lot of competition in that area, on, you know, on the handhelds. Mario Kart Super Circuit was novel at the time because it was Mario Kart on a handheld, but I think that's right. been done so much better since then. Right. So yeah, play Wario Land Four before Super Circuit. Yes, <laughs> but, uh, it's yeah. probably an obvious statement. Yeah. All right, we're going to go into uh, another listener request. a pleasant song I I guess uh, I always start with either uh, creepy or pleasant songs yeah, it's a good place either way it's a good place to start JP, why don't you read the question here? Okay, the question for this game is what was the only other game in this series to be released outside of Japan?
All right, right. So this is a request from Shiny Ray. Shiny Ray requested Custom Robo Battle Revolution for the GameCube. And uh, that song seems so familiar, that last one. It must be from Brawl. It must have used it in Brawl or something. I think there it, was at least one song from the game in, in Brawl, so... Yeah. So, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's why I chose that. Because <laughs> it seems too familiar. Well, uh, Custom Robo never really appealed to me. It seemed like it was kind of like... Um, I don't know, kind of like um, Power Stone? Would that be... An adequate way of describing it? It's got similarities to that, but it's also got a lot of like RPG-ish kind of stuff. Like it's got it's like sort of similar to Power Stone a bit, but it's got like a really a story mode kind of almost like I mean, I never played the GameCube one, but the DS game is like there, there's a lot of like Pokemon-ish kind of aspects to the story in the DS game, so Are you wandering around in a world? Because I got the impression it was just arena battles. The arena battles are the battles of the game, but there's like, I mean, I, 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 I said, I haven't played the GameCube one. I meant to after loving the DS game, but in the DS game, you know, the, the, you know, it, it's like, it's just the story revolves around kids at a school. Gasp! Yeah, it's like these kids at a school who collect these little robot things and they have battles. You know, and it's, it's, it's like, like I said, it's a very Pokemon-ish kind of thing. It, like, at least it felt like that on the DS version. Uh, well, but but the difference is that you're, like, tweaking and building and, and tailoring your mech, right. right? Well, I mean, yeah, you can, and you collect different robots. You collect, you, you collect different, and you can, like, build your own with, you know, customize with different parts, you know, custom robo. Uh, and you can, like, you know, tweak it. You earn parts and you own, you earn different things like that along the way. And then you, know, you go through the story mode, and there's like you know rival school that you have to beat, and all this, you know. So I apologize to people who play the GameCube version, and if this is different, because I, I didn't play that one, but I, I was huge fan of the DS one. I'd love to see another game in the series because I mean it's it's really one of my favorite DS games actually. Well, the DS game had a 2D battle arena, right? Well, I mean, it, was, called... it was 3D. I mean, it was. I mean, um, you know, it was. It was top down because I, I seem to recall side-scrolling battles. It was. It was. Very, it was isometric kind of thing. I mean, it, oh, it was. Okay, so that's like the GameCube game. All right. I, yeah. I don't know why I was thinking of a side-scrolling uh, brawler type type thing. Hmm. Okay. No, yeah. Basically, you know, you would. You, you know, you controlled. You controlled your robot and you know, your movement, and then. You know, you would in, in the in the DS game at least. You, you weapons would always be aimed at the other robot, mm-hmm. and you would you would control your movement and you would control the firing and you could jump and you could do a lot of stuff. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was like I, I really enjoyed the game. Well, I don't know how easy or hard that is to find either of the GameCube or the DS game. It didn't seem like it was too popular. The series has kind of died out. Well, I don't think they even made. I'm, I don't think it's like. I don't think there was one in Japan, even. I don't think there have been any more since then. No, I mean, on the N64, it was pretty big in Japan. Didn't, didn't yeah. they make one or two for the N64 before the GameCube one came out? I mean, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Maybe it'll come back someday. Who knows? I hope. I really hope so, because I, I thought there was a lot of cool stuff there. I, I would love to play another one. And I think you could do something. I mean, it would, it would, you, you could make it be pretty cool, like... The 3DS, you could use the 3D, the 3D effect pretty well, I think. Oh yeah, because you know you're flying into and out of the screen, you're shooting missiles into the distance. You're... Yeah, I mean, I, I really think, I think that would that would benefit from it. Well, maybe they will someday. Who knows? Do you know who was the company behind? I mean, Nintendo published it. Did they develop these games, or? I think so. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure. I never really. I thought it was kind of like, uh, like the Cubicabore and the. You know, the other games of that era where they kind of had third parties that they had seed money for? I thought it was one of those. Let's see, it says it says here that it was developed by Noise. That sounds right, because I think I've heard that name before, but I don't know what else they've done or anything. Yep, that's basically all they've done. They made Custom Robo, Custom Robo V2, Custom Robo GX, Custom Robo Battle Revolution, Custom Robo Arena, which is the, uh, the DS game. There we go. I don't know what they're up to now. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of troubling if that's all they've done, because Custom Robo Arena came out a long time ago. Oh, it says uh, they're making Acro Knights for Nintendo DS, or maybe they maybe that's out now. 
I don't know how old this uh, Wikipedia entry is. Yeah. But, uh, so they're still around, apparently. Hopefully, we get another one of these because I, I would, I would love to play it. We got one last game here. So enjoy. Again, the first song. I'm getting too predictable, man.
creepy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, um, here's the question then. It has been suggested that the name of this game, which uses the same letters several times, is intended to reflect which of the main protagonist's features. has a lot of kind of dissonant music to it. It is Opuna, I think that's how you pronounce it. O-P-O-O-N-A. For the Wii. It's an art piazza game, actually. Uh, famous for porting Dragon Quest games to the DS and uh, and other things. Um, published by Koei. It's an RPG for the Wii. Uh, it's got a weird visual aesthetic. It's You play as like kind of a squat Round, uh, I think it's kind of a kid, but I'm not positive. It looks kind of like Charlie Brown, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and or maybe like a Lego character, like a Lego person, yeah. Um, and so the O's uh, sort of reflect the round character's nature, and and so it's a weird game in that like you can play with just the nunchuck. I think is sort of the game mechanic, yeah. Yeah, I remember this. I remember. I never played it, but I I remember reading about it at the time. It got it got a lot of attention, uh, maybe not in the media, but I remember on on our forums, on the Nintendo League Report forums, because it was an RPG for the Wii. You didn't you hadn't seen many of them at that point, so it was, well, it got, we still it, haven't seen that many of them. Yeah, but we've it's... definitely seen a lot more than I, than it, than we got with this than we had at that point. But uh, I remember. I remember people. Some of the people, at least the people who played it, liked it. So you know, I think it's. Yeah, I think it was a. It's a good game that um, falls into the you know being too repetitive or being too drawn out, kind of like most you know Japanese RPGs. Yeah. Uh, tend to get a little drawn out. This one fell into that trap. But uh, yeah, I think generally speaking, the art style is pleasant and fairly unique. Uh, it kind of kind of borrows from kind of the Wii sports kind of look but not quite I mean it has its own style to it it's kind of cell shaded yeah and the, I think the battles are fine it's kind of a real time thing where you you pull back the uh, analog stick in the kind of opposite to the direction that you want to hit yeah. the enemy kind of like a slingshot or something so it, it's got some stuff for it I think there's like a job system or something you I don't know if that's part of the game progression or whether you actually choose what 
jobs you you take to to progress. I'm not, I'm not sure on that. It's a quirky game. I really have not heard much about it. I don't I don't know if you can find a copy out there. I, I suspect you know Koei lost money on this thing. Um, I mean, it didn't sell well even in Japan, where uh, I, I would think it would sell better. Um, so. I doubt we'll be seeing a sequel to Opuna, but uh, that's okay. Yeah, it's. I, I just chose it because I thought it had some interesting music. Yeah, and, and it did. I mean, really, there's some good stuff there. Yeah, it's it's very much kind of a sci-fi-esque thing. I, I think the concept is you're kind of crashed onto a planet, and you're going from planet to planet trying to uh, find your family and whatever fight in a galactic war or something so it it probably borrows from like Star Wars too yeah know. but uh, that was the last game um thank you JP for co-hosting here yeah I had fun this was, this was good yeah well uh come back again sometime well, I'm sure we can think of more games you can do Mario 3 again that'll be fun there you go <laughs> seriously though if you guys uh listeners if you have games you want to choose uh, I don't know let me try that if you have games you want me to play uh, email me uh, at typ at nintendoworldreport.com or go to the uh, post for this uh, episode there will be a link to a, a form where you can email me your requests I ask that before you send your request please do check the forums there is a thread that tells you all the games we've used up until now and uh, and you'll save some grief if you check to see if it's been used already yes that's uh, it's that's in the podcast discussion section of the forums, and it's sticky, so it's always going to be at the top. Yeah, and it's also useful for, for example, if there's a like you think, oh, for sure, he's used it. You can check it, like, what? He hasn't used Mario 3 yet? Yeah, that's that's the thing. I remember, like, Mario 3, this episode 102, and this they hadn't done Mario 3 yet. So don't assume just because, oh, it's a classic doesn't mean they've used it. So definitely look at there's something, something you really like the music for. Check it out and send the request. Yep. Um, we generally use games that have been released in North America on Nintendo platforms, but uh, obviously it does not have to be a first-party game. And it can be an obscure Nintendo platform, too. Um, if I can find the music for it and, I'm, and that music is of decent quality, I'll use it on the show, you know? So with that, I think we're going to call it a night or a day or whenever it will be. You, you can, of course, uh, hear JP on uh, on uh, connectivity. Um or sometimes yeah. sometimes I, I tend to yeah I'm on there a lot there you go come to the forums come to the Nintendo World Report forums if you're not already there we had a great community going so if you want a great place to discuss all the various goings on of Nintendo and the rest of the industry as well check out the forums and you can start by uh, talking in the talkback thread, right? Yes. For this ep- this episode, you can tell us what you think about Custom Robo or Mario Three, or maybe you think I'm full of crap and Wario Land Four is the best Wario game out there. I don't know. Tell tell us. Tell us what you think. If, if I was wrong, if Custom Robo from the GameCube is completely different from the DS one, let me know. Good night, everyone.
Super Mario Bros. 3 is copyright 1988 Nintendo. Meteos is copyright 2005 Q Entertainment Bandai. Mario Land 4 is copyright 2001 Nintendo. Custom Robo Battle Revolution is copyright 2004 Noise Nintendo. Opuna is copyright 2008 Art Piazza Koei Hitoshi Sakimoto.